This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio with Stephanie Haney. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now. I'm Stephanie Haney, and it's Tuesday, May 18th. Thanks for being here for your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. We start with breaking news. One of the beloved actors from the movie Beethoven, Charles Grodin, has passed away. You might remember him as the father George Newton in the Beethoven movies, who wasn't too excited about that dog becoming a part of the family. He also had an incredible career with a lot of other features, television appearances. He was a newlywed in The Heartbreak Kid. He was Robert De Niro's counterpart in the comedy Midnight Run, just to name a few. We got confirmation. It has been confirmed by his son, Nicholas Grodin, that he passed away today at his home in Wilton, Connecticut from bone marrow cancer. You can read more about his career at WKYC.com, and our thoughts are certainly with the Grodin family at this time. We also have updated information about the people believed to be responsible for the string of carjackings here in the Cleveland area. Officials have now arrested two out of four suspects. Now, that includes a carjacking that Gina DeJesus fell victim to. That is one of the women who was held captive by Ariel Castro here in Cleveland for nearly a decade. In total, eight vehicles have been stolen and multiple victims were either assaulted or had guns pointed in their face. The police report did say that that was what happened in the instance with Gina DeJesus. The first carjacking took place on April 28th and it ran through Sunday morning in Willoughby. Police have recovered four of the vehicles stolen so far. We do know that these two individuals are juveniles and police are encouraging the other two suspects to turn themselves in. Anyone with information about the identities or the whereabouts of the remaining two suspects who are at large is asked to call 877-324-6446. Now, here in Ohio, there's a lot of change coming at us fast, and yesterday, Governor Mike DeWine did update those health orders, so now the orders here in Ohio are in line with the CDC guidelines that vaccinated individuals no longer need to wear masks or face coverings in most settings. The, cub the updated health order does say that masks should still be worn by everyone in healthcare settings and when traveling on public transit, which includes airplanes. Also, businesses can still make their own rules when it comes to masks on their premises if they choose to do so. And masks will be required in classrooms until the current health order expires. Now, we do expect Governor DeWine to lift all health orders on June 2nd, which is what he said he was going to do which is also the day that the tribe at Progressive Field will be returning to full capacity. That's 35,041 possible fans at Progressive Field, and mask wearing will be optional and no longer mandatory to enter the stadium at that time. They will still enforce the bag policy of only allowing clutch size bags, medical bags, and diaper bags in the park, and all ticketing will still be mobile entry. We know that Progressive Field has been at a 40% capacity since the beginning of May. It started the season with only a 30% capacity. That was in line with what the health orders were at that point. So tickets for the remainder of this season's games at Progressive Field go on sale next Wednesday, May 26th at 10 a.m. And we have that linked at WKYC.com. Now, the Cleveland Metro Parks Zoo and the Akron Zoo are two of the latest places to let us know how they'll be adapting to the updated health order here in Ohio. They will no longer be requiring fully vaccinated people to wear face coverings 
throughout the park. They will still be requiring people who are not vaccinated to wear face coverings throughout the park. Now, they have not said how they plan on enforcing that or how they plan on asking people or what that process might be. And both the Akron Zoo and the Cleveland Zoo had said they will keep social distancing still in place. Now, that's a big question, right? Is how are we going to know who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated? How are the businesses that are putting these distinctions in place going to know? That is a big question that is still being asked. Some places are saying it'll be the honor system. Other places are saying they will ask people about their status. Here's what we know about stores who plan to keep just requiring masks. So... They won't have that issue to contend with, at least not right now. Kroger, Disney, Harris Teeter, and Meyer will be planning to continue requiring masks in their stores for now. Now, stores that are dropping the mask requirement for customers, it varies on employees, but for customers include Target, CVS, BJ's Wholesale Club, Costco, Walmart, Sam's Club, Home Depot, Kohl's, Publix, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's. If you want to read more about that and read in detail what each of those companies has said about their mask policy, we have that on WKYC.com. And Ohio's million-dollar lottery, the shottery, the Vaximillion, the entry is now up and running. If you are vaccinated, if you've had at least one COVID-19 vaccine shot, you are eligible for that. If you're 18 and up, and if you're between the ages of 12 and 17, you're eligible to enter for the drawing for a full four-year college scholarship to any state school here in Ohio. And it doesn't just include four years, by the way. It also includes trade schools and technical schools and two-year programs and community colleges. You go to OhioVaxAmillion.com. And yesterday I said on here, you write it exactly how it sounds. OhioVaxAmillion.com got a great question. Is it V-A-C-S or V-A-X? It's V-A-X. The website is OhioVaxVAX.com a million.com and that site is live now you can also call the ohio department of health to enter into the comp into the contest into the lottery system that number is one eight three three four ask odh that's one eight three three four two seven five six three four now the deadline for the first drawing which will happen next week Wednesday, May 26th, is this Sunday. So if you've had at least one COVID-19 vaccination shot, you are eligible for both of those drawings. Depending on your age, that'll determine which one of those categories you fall into, and that deadline is Sunday. You only have to enter once, by the way. Once you enter, you're entered for all the drawings. Now let's take a look at the latest COVID-19 numbers to see how things are looking around the globe here in the U.S., and here in Ohio. These first numbers come from Johns Hopkins University. Globally, there have been 163,765,636 reported cases of COVID-19. We have 20.1% of those cases here in the U.S. That is 32,979,583 reported cases in the U.S. Globally, there have been 3,393,768 reported deaths related to COVID-19. Here in the U.S., we have 17.3% of those reported deaths. That number is 586,698. Here in Ohio, according to the Ohio Department of Health, we've seen 993 new reported COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours. On Tuesdays, we do get an updated number on the confirmed deaths related to COVID-19 here in Ohio. We've seen 100 more reported. That is an update from 
Friday's number. So in those couple days, 100 more confirmed COVID-19 deaths, bringing the total number to 19,628. We've seen 118 new hospitalizations in the last day. That's up from yesterday, but the rest of these numbers are down. There are 827 people currently hospitalized with COVID-19. 241 of them are being treated in an ICU, and we've seen 15 new ICU admissions in the last day. Taking a look at that vaccination picture, which Governor DeWine did say has gone up since the introduction of the Ohio Vaximilian Shottery. Here in Ohio, close to 38% of Ohioans have gotten all of their COVID-19 vaccine shots. That's more than 4.4 million people. Close to 22,000 people have, in the last day, gotten that final shot, whether that's the single Johnson & Johnson or their second dose of Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Close to 43% of Ohioans have started the vaccination process. That's more than 5 million people and more than 22,000 in the last day. Now, as things are opening up and more and more people are returning back to the office, people are wondering, can your employer require the COVID-19 vaccine? And can they legally ask if you've been vaccinated? Yeah, they can. And a growing number of companies are requiring people get the COVID-19 vaccine. That includes Delta Airlines. They're requiring new employees to be vaccinated, but not their current employees. Here's another example of that happening. The production of the Broadway show Hamilton. All staff and all performers will be required to be vaccinated for COVID-19. They're getting ready to return to live in-person performances in September. Now, a lot of people think that employees don't have to divulge their vaccination status because of HIPAA, Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. This applies to health plans and providers, not to employers or businesses where you shop. So it's an incorrect impression that nobody can ask you anything about your medical status. That's just not true from a legal standpoint. They can ask that. What HIPAA does protect is the disclosure of your medical information to be sold and those kinds of things when you give it to your medical provider. Companies, though, should be careful that they are requesting information only on the COVID-19 vaccine, not other medical information. And that's where the Americans with Disabilities Act comes into play. I also did a legally speaking segment on this when we talked about if your employer can require you to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And yes, they can. You could potentially lose your job if you're in a place where an employer does require it and there's not an accommodation that can be made if you fall into one of those very small categories where an accommodation would be possible. Now let's talk about something fun before we let you go here. We have our summer fun guide up from Laura DeMarco. She's got your 12 must-do adventures throughout Northeast Ohio in the summer months. Here's just a couple of them. The Tremont Greek Festival is going drive-through this year. It's always Memorial Day weekend, so they're doing it a little bit different. This is on West 14th Street. You can put in an online pre-order or you can do an in-person order and it'll be picked up from your car Head to TremontGreekFest.com, which we have linked at WKYC.com. And the menu, the menu, you guys, looks amazing. Baklava, that's what I'm here for. I'm going to be heading to that drive-thru Greek Fest to get myself some baklava this Memorial Day weekend. Also, the first annual Freedom Fest. This will be celebrating Juneteenth. Now, Juneteenth, if you're not aware, this is a day to commemorate the emancipation of enslaved people in the U.S., It was first observed on June 19th, 1865. Pay attention to that 1865 in Texas. This was after the Civil War and black people were freed from slavery that day 
under the terms of the 1862 Emancipation Proclamation. So it took three years for that information to get to the people in Texas or for the people in Texas to act on it and for those people who had been enslaved to finally be freed. So now it's celebrated as Freedom Day is one day for it. And Cleveland's first annual Freedom Fest, which is being presented by Caramu House, will be in the Downtown Cleveland Alliance and Ingenuity Cleveland will be taking place on Saturday, June 19th. There'll be music, there'll be dancing, there'll be theater, there'll be pop-ups, spotlighting black businesses and entrepreneurs. And we've got more information linked on that on WKYC.com. And if you love classical music, here's one you need to know about. Blossom is back. After a year-long hiatus, the Cleveland Orchestra will have a 10-week season at Blossom Music Center that starts July 3rd. It runs to September 5th. There'll be 3,500 people allowed on the lawn and 1,500 in the pavilion. The season begins with an American celebration. There'll be Gershwin, Mozart, other favorites, plus a tribute to the Beatles. You can get a season subscription as well and individual tickets. We've got that all linked on WKYC.com. Okay, that's it for your three news now update today for Tuesday, May 18th. I'll see you next up on What's New at 5 p.m. with your trending stories and the clicking in Cleveland segment, including some of your reaction to the fact that Progressive Field will be going full capacity starting June 2nd. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with more three news now. Between now and then, everyone, stay safe, be well, and enjoy this beautiful weather that we are experiencing again today. I'm Stephanie Haney. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.